get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Slyman Brothers, with five St. Louis area locations to serve you. We are going back out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We believe that we have the one and only, the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, here on the show. Curbs, how you doing, man? Fellas, I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, We're doing all right. Doing better now that you're actually on the line. Now, I enjoyed watching that game last night, but Alex said that he's got a question for you. He's going to open up the the interview today, and Alex, take it away. Curbs, I I wanted to play a piece of audio for you, and I want you to walk me through it, okay? T-Bone, hit it. Skates into the Washington zone, shoots it on. A score! Kairou! Right in front of was that Walker. That was Walker, number 26. And Matt Walker puts the not Matt Walker. I'll start over. Nathan <laughs> Walker right. puts the what the <laughs> Joe. Blue, blue. What was the that? hell is going on <laughs> here? <laughs> <laughs> Not only do we get a Matt Walker in the middle of it, but we get Curbs going, Joe, what the hell? <laughs> Listen, I gotta tell you. I'm not sure, and I've butchered some moments and some calls before, okay? It's going to happen. I'm not sure I've butchered one, honest to God, like that ever. (laughs) And by the time I looked, I'm like, I can't even get my head straight around this one. And so I just joke, you go. And uh, I actually, we got that clip. We were listening to it on the plane. I sent it to a bunch of, I sent it to John Rooney even. I said, here you go. Enjoy this moment. And uh, there are just... There are just some days, or and, and not, not even days, because uh, but that moment in that game, there was just something I couldn't get straight. Now, what happened was the technical side of it. Um, and by, by the way, I love the fact that you played it. I'm actually glad that that you did. I love I love laughing and and, and enjoying moments like that because we can't take things too seriously. So that that's all good. They, uh, I, the guy turns around and I see the two real quick. Now the pass came from Shen. But I was checking out another play that was developing kind of behind Shen. And when he chucked it to the net, I see the guy in front. I see the two. Well, Kairou had been playing with Shen, and I didn't see the six. So by the time I say Kairou real quick, I look, and now I see the six. I'm like, oh, I realize that it's Walker. And then I naturally just said Matt Walker from, uh, you know, former number 28 for the Blues. And then when I'm trying to get it right, I'm saying Nathan Walker. And I've got my note about him used to having, having played and came in, you know, to the league with the Washington Capitals. I got that part screwed up. And then, then at, at that point, just let the fishing rod go and, and the fish deserves to live. So, Curbs, <laughs> I did want to ask you actually about Nathan Walker, though, because I, I kind of liked the look of that fourth line last night. I know they were piecing things together, but between Alexei Torpchenko and Nathan Walker, those guys have shown us a little something. I feel like Nathan Walker, every time he comes up, he gives them a little bit of an energy boost. Do you think those are your wingers on your fourth line moving forward here and, until something changes? I do. I, I, I do. And I thought that before the call up even happened. Um, I just, I, I like the energy. There was another play where he was uh, kind of uh, stirring it up at the side of the net early on. The, the players love where David Perron wears a shirt on the plane 
that is Nathan Walker's brand, the Thunder from Down Under. And and he wears this shirt when uh, you know, but even not not just when Nathan's up with the team. So I, um, I I really like what Nathan Walker brings. Now I know they're a little bit more enamored with the size of like a Mackenzie McEachern, right? But you know what? You can't coach is you can't coach the drive and you can't coach just the grit and the nastiness to get involved. And he gets involved, and that's what that fourth line needs. Um, it's clear that this team really likes what they're seeing from Alexei Toropchenko because they did not send him back down to Springfield for their clear day roster to play in the playoffs, which tells me Alexei Toropchenko is now a National Hockey League player. And when we talked to Craig Berube about Toropchenko, or actually, frankly, about how do you fill some of the minutes that Sunquist played, even on the PK, he talked about Toropchenko taking some of those minutes, and yes, he's got the hockey smarts and the skill to do it. I think I think Alexei Toropchenko has probably taken more advantage of his opportunity than any of the younger players so far that have been recalled this year from Springfield. And uh, I, I really like both him and Walker on that fourth line and think that they should continue to play. Curbs, I thought you painted a great picture yesterday with Curbs on Ice on our pregame show talking about the emotions of Oscar Sundquist walking off the plane after finding out that he was traded. And then you talked with Berube on the coaches show yesterday just talking about a guy who can take that new energy role that Sonny uh, has been a part of. Is Could that guy be Alexei Toropchenko? Well, that's that's what we were just talking about. I mean, it it I what, what, what Craig Berube likes is when Oscar was healthy and was impacting he was really kind of the engine of the team because he could play just about every situation and he just worked hard. He just worked hard. I, th- I think he's looking for Ivan Barbashev to, to fill that role a little bit um, and, and bring a little more intensity, even, even as great of a year as he's had, that he feels that there's a little more there. And, and I think that he, he thinks that over some time, Toropchenko can develop into that kind of player. Now, I don't know, to be honest with you, the offensive upside of Alexei Toropchenko or what it is. If it is in the area of where Sunquist was, say in that eighteen nineteen season, but guys, go watch him live. I mean, this is six foot six, and at one point when he was striding up that ice, you're looking, going, "Oh my goodness!" Because it's not just a powerful stride; he gains some speed, and he's not afraid to blow through a body. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be fun to watch his role develop because I think much like Kairu and how he's grown in the NHL over the last three years with Craig Berube as the head coach. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see Barubi's uh, eventual impact on on somebody like Toropchenko. We're talking to the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, what did you think of Nick Letty's debut? Thought it was very solid. Thought it was as advertised. Made some really good plays. Chipped it off the glass. He learned some of the systems, some of the breakouts. You could you could see the communication even on set. Like there was a defensive zone faceoff, and Ryan O'Reilly kind of before the faceoff went over, talked to him, and, and they worked through some things. Uh, I know he's, he knows Brandon Saad pretty well. He knows Justin Falk, so there's some comfort there. Uh, he, he's a player that has moved to a couple of teams, so he knows what that process is like, and I think he's really excited, of course, to go from a team that didn't have a chance at the playoffs to not only a team that has a chance at a playoffs, but a team that has a chance at a Stanley Cup. And I think there's a level of excitement there. I think he's really going to calm things down. Now, we have to wait on news of Tory Krug and see where the impact of his injury is. But I, I think he's definitely going to help calm some things down and give give the coaching staff a little peace of mind, I think. Curbs, I, I, as you look forward here, we've been talking about this, and I think it's something we're going to talk about a little bit further um, on the show tomorrow. 
What do you think the plan is in net? Because I've been wondering all along, and I think we asked you about this a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, when do they have to make a decision between Huso and Bennington to give one of those guys the confidence and the, the, the long stretch of games to really kind of become that number one goalie? Are we seeing them do that right now? Huso has the last uh, three games, and he's started five of the last six now. Well, I, um, I, I don't think you have to make a decision. I, I think those decisions get made for you. I don't think you need to go to the guy and say, you're our guy. This is going to be your net. I think you just continue to go who plays. You've got some real big back-to-backs coming up here over the last 20 games, and you're going to need both goaltenders with as tight as this race is. I mean, in, in you're, you're a four-game slide away from falling out of the playoffs, and you're a four-game win streak away from really securing your spot, right? And so, that to me, the way I looked at it, Brandon, is I looked at these last three games. I looked at the spacing of the three games, the timing of the three games, and the opponent of the three games. If you have a number one goaltender, there's no reason that number one goaltender shouldn't play all three of the games because you need those points. Now, interestingly enough, when we talked to Craig Berube, I know there was uh, were some that thought that uh, Bennington couldn't should start that game, but apparently the day before, he just wasn't feeling well from a health standpoint. You know, there's a little bug that's been going, obviously. We see Tarasenko out there. There's been a bug that's been going through the team. So that kind of impacted the decision of Billy Huso starting in Washington. But I, w- I would say right now that kind of the go-to guy, the way it's gone right now, is Billy Huso because he's getting you the points. I think you just ride it, guys. Look, we've seen it. We saw it with Montreal. When they started Carey Price and went to Halak, that's what eventually led to the Halak trade. We've seen it when Pittsburgh twice start the playoffs with Marc-Andre Fleury, turned to Matt Murray, and end up winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. You, I, I, I've said this all along. I continue to say it. You're going to need both these guys to pick you up key points, and I think there's even a chance you're going to need both these guys in the playoffs. But right now, the load is being carried by Billy Huso, and I think that should speak for itself. It's Chris Carver, the voice of the Blues. You'll hear him tomorrow night on the call. Blues back at home against Philadelphia. You got a quick little homestand here. Philly tomorrow night, Carolina on Saturday, Vancouver on Monday. Could be a good stretch for the Blues. Curves, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself, and we'll talk with you again soon. All right, guys, have an awesome week. Talk to you in a bit.